All right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. I am Caleb, and along with me, as always, is Craig. We'll begin to football talk here in a little bit, but if anybody keeps up with us on a week-to-week basis, our episodes have been a little bit sporadic, but we're kind of hoping to get back on to the normal releasing episodes kind of on Wednesdays on a regular basis, maybe on Thursdays, but uh, part of that cause of that was uh, I got back on the basketball court, Craig. Can you believe it? Well, yeah, I heard you. Well, yeah, I was walking the dog and you were on the basketball court. You know what? I actually think that you could probably do some good with our Michigan basketball program. Yeah, probably not, considering I thought I was going to die the first time. (laughs) The Um, the ball starts feeling really heavy, man, doesn't it? Yeah, well, and that is correct, though. The basketball program is having a difficult time, even though it had a couple good wins. But, yeah, I I played because the first week we pushed things back, because I think it's been, what, something like two weeks ago now, was the first time I played basketball in five years. Yeah, I haven't played in a long, long time, man. I just... Even dribbling is a little bit difficult for me. So yeah, yeah, it's a tough. Uh, it's a yeah, gotta give it to them, man. If you're not if you're not always playing or practicing, it's just kind of like one of those. You know, if you play and you someone calls you and say, "Hey, let's get a game going," it's like, oh boy, it's, it's not going to be good. So. Yeah, I played uh, short the short gyms like it was the quote unquote full court, but nothing, no three point lines because it was like the half court full court thing but then uh the first time i played and i played for an hour and a half straight i don't understand how because we like lost and then we won i don't know whatever they kept me on the court for an hour and a half and i felt like i was gonna die and then of course the next couple days were excruciating because uh my legs hadn't gotten to work out like that in forever (laughs) and then i bad ankles man my ankles will not hold up oh yeah i have bad ankles my ankles are worse than my knees because i've yeah broken an ankle and then I chipped an ankle after the break and then I've sprained the other ankle. So both the ankles have had issues. Yeah. My, I have like those kind of ankles where if you're on a, a ladder quite a bit for even for an hour or two, my ankles are shot. Literally I can't walk. I mean, it's oh, bad. No. So yeah, yeah. It, it kind of runs in my family, though. I think my whole family, my brothers and my dad, we all have just these weak ankles. So, yeah, you know bad. I might have to figure out. I might have to slap my dad around. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks for your jeans, Dad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I have those uh, softball ankles. Like, seriously, my ankles look like softballs and is the least attractive feature to my wife that's for sure because she always makes comical remarks on the uh shape and size of my ankles they're pretty nasty they've been through a lot so anyways yeah that's what's happened the past couple weeks i was playing basketball and moved around nights i think it's gonna be kind of on wednesday nights so i think we might hold true to recording on tuesday nights so that's where we find ourselves recording on this week this tuesday night um, probably going to be a little bit of a short episode. We're still going to be doing the 2016 year in review at some point, but um, there's some things we need to touch on from last week. 
And then a couple announcements with this week uh, just going on with Michigan football. So uh, we'll be getting to all of that uh, here in a moment. So don't go anywhere. All right. So if uh, you listened to last week's episode, there was a lot said, and it was a rather heated discussion. As Craig, you put it, it was a bit of a rant. And well, well worth worth it, though. Oh, yes. Well worth it. I don't regret any of it. No. The only. The only part of it is that with that happening, there is, uh, and the fact that it was kind of a rant, uh, to say the least, is that uh, I got going and I didn't stop, and there were some things that I kind of overlooked. So there was actually a uh, something that I have to go back to and address. And, oh. An error? Yeah, an error. Oh, I had an error sure. sound. Oh, some... where? Hold on. Is this? Yeah. There's that. Oh, yeah. There's a corrections uh, segment. There we go. Yeah, this is our correction segment. Because um, I I got rolling and there was a I was doing I had Windows open on my uh, browser and I was looking and I don't know why but for some reason the website I was looking at. For Jim Harbaugh, had him down as a coach for seven years, starting that this 2017 season was his seventh year. But then when I went to Nick Saban, because there was I did a lot of comparison between Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh, they didn't do that. So I miscalculated when I was doing things last week. Not a lot was off. In fact, if anything, numbers look more impressive for Jim Harbaugh now than they did. So I had said that Jim Harbaugh was entering his fourth year at Michigan, which was incorrect because I saw three years on there and I was saying, oh, the next one's going to be four. Did math in my head instead of looking actually at my notes. So no, Jim Harbaugh is entering his third year, as we all well know, because he's only coached two years. And I also said that he had coached a total of seven years in Power 5 college football, which, in fact, he has just finished his sixth year. So, right, yes. So that's that's the correction. Uh, it alters the numbers a little bit then because I did comparisons with Nick Saban and Urban Meyer in their first seven years compared to Jim's first seven years, but he only did six years. So I did a little bit of the correction with the math, so we'll get into that. We'll discuss that a little bit and everything Um, because I kind of went off. And so I know that you didn't have a lot of time there towards the end of that segment or episode. Um, So to kind of pick things back off up, Craig, I'll let you lead off and kind of start the discussion because we were comparing mostly Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban. And actually I have some more numbers with Urban Meyer and I – some people were talking about Mark D'Antonio today on Twitter, so I picked up some numbers for that. Well, you know, like you were mentioning the last time we were talking, um, I had a good friend. Of, I had a friend of mine on Twitter like tweet me and 
he listened to the show and liked it quite a bit, you know, and just, you know, people like the rants. They like that. We were going off on Pete Farnbaum and all the things that went on with the, between him and Jim Harbaugh and just, you know, how he seems to just be obsessed with Michigan. But um, he's made it, he kind of made it clear that, yeah, you, I think you did say seven years when actually, actually I did catch that after you said it, but you know, I, you, you were rolling, dude. I couldn't. I couldn't stop the fire. Going. You could. You could have helped me out at the I, end. No. I was like no, so oblivious. Like I couldn't have just said it. But man, you. You know, there was that. You were like a rock going down a hill, man, or a big boulder. And I was like, eh, I'm not gonna stop that. So we're gonna correct it now, like yeah. you just did. But yeah, I mean, we all obviously we're on the show. We're gonna try to get everything right, but we won't. But I think we should have our own little special it, section for. Corrections. corrections like yeah. you know i think pti does that with a you know an error you know what what we got right what we got wrong and things like that but yeah i mean everything you were saying was right and i think it's you know some of the stats that you were putting on twitter was excellent because people retweeted that quite a bit um because i think people physically the fans out there especially the michigan fans need to know exactly where we're coming from, exactly what the stats show between the two and the comparisons that Pete and Feinbaum and people like himself, even the SEC coaches, even the SEC talking heads have constantly brought up about uh, Jim Harbaugh and him having to win right away, and he's only been here two years. So you bringing that up and you posting that did a really – big service for Michigan fans to kind of concrete to show something, you know, that it, it's not out there and hopefully he gets enough retweets. And I'm going to try to do that as much as I can to get it out there. And a lot of people are doing that. And we just absolutely appreciate all our fans out there that are doing that and retweeting it and letting it, letting people know that for Pete Feinbaum to actually do this is just, it's, he's not doing his homework. We know that he's obsessed with us and there's a reason behind it, and we don't really know what he's doing, but the very fact is he 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 can't back up what he's saying. He's just he's just an angry guy that just doesn't like Jim Harbaugh for the media attention he's getting. So that's kind of a, what we're basically boiling all this down to. Yeah. Well, um, bringing up the thing that I shared on Twitter, and I think everybody who's listened to our show kind of understands it because I explained it in the last episode, but maybe if there was confusion with anybody who's listened and saw the graphic on Twitter, and it was also on the Facebook group too, um, that is not in any way, shape, form saying Jim Harbaugh is better than Nick Saban because look at their first six years. The point of the graphic is all the media, especially just like you said, the SEC and Pete Feinbaum, want to compare Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh right now. And it's just like, hey, Jim, what have you done lately? And it's just like that is an uneven, an unfair comparison because Nick Saban's been coaching for 20 years in the Power Five conferences, and Jim Harbaugh has just finished his sixth year. So that's an unfair comparison. So I went ahead and made the most fair comparison you can and be like, no, if you want to compare the two, compare what they did in their first six years because Harbaugh's only coached six years. That was the point of the graphic. And and honestly, like, Nick Saban is one of the best, if not the best coach in college football. Um, 
tactics, things like that, and the SEC, whatever you want to do with that. But he's there's no doubt, and kind of like the conversation that we had with Tom Brady, is he is the most accomplished coach, and he's one of the best coaches, no doubt. And so I'm not here and putting that graphic out there and being like, ah, because somebody pointed out, well, this is just trying to say Jim Harbaugh is better than Nick Saban because he had a better win percentage. That was not the point. That was just comparing the two, and that wasn't saying, look, Jim Harbaugh is better than Nick Saban because of winning percentage. Right. So just to kind of put that out there. But, yeah, it we, ha- we had a lot to talk about, and uh, I have a little bit to add to it, too, because I have numbers. And so, so numbers were off a little bit, uh, like I said before, and you were saying this is kind of a correction segment because I was doing it based off of seven years for everybody when, in fact, Jim Harbaugh only coached six. So if, a few of the things that changed is uh, first six years winning percentage for Nick Saban is 59%. It stays the same for Jim Harbaugh, 64%. Urban Meyer, who I mentioned last week uh, in the episode, was is actually 81%. I think it was 82% last week. And I brought in numbers because people started talking to me on Twitter about Mark D'Antonio. In his first six years, he had a 64 winning percentage, 64%. Oh, is that Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. and he's been coaching Power Five for ten years, all of them at Michigan State. So, right. uh, just some of those numbers. But the thing that I kind of wanted to add, um, because because again, like this is just information comparing and everything, and it's just like it, it, it annoys us, like you were saying, Craig, where they get these comparisons and everything, and they go for information that doesn't really make sense comparing a 20-year coach to a six-year coach. Right. So yeah. did you see the uh, information that I put out, too, about, like, the active coaches that have national championships in college football? Yeah. 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 Um, and that's what's interesting is comparing even uh, Coach D'Antonio with what you were saying, too, getting him in there. And it, it, if you actually look at the two, I mean, we're talking Jim Harbaugh's – I mean, Coach D'Antonio has been coaching since 2004 and started at Cincinnati. So, I mean, he's got a long coaching record. And Jim Harbaugh is only in the sixth year, man. That's nothing compared. We're talking, we're actually talking, what, nine years? Uh, Coach D'Antonio has been in coaching? Uh, He just finished his 10th year. 10th year. Okay. So, yeah, you got 10 years of Coach D'Antonio, and, and Jim Harbaugh's only been there six. And then, obviously, Nick Saban's been there quite a long time. What, 18 years? About that? Uh, yeah, yeah, he finished his 20, uh, 20th year because he did 20th. five and five and then 10. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking, and he's only in his sixth year, and, you know, and it, it, it it's amazing that they're, they're doing these comparisons. And it really... It really, like, I'm going to keep saying this, and, and, you know, I think we got around to it. it. I don't think it has anything to do with the record. I think it, this has to really do to, with about the media, and it has to do with Jim Harbaugh's winning. <laughs> if you want to say is Jim Harbaugh's winning at the media. Me, you know what I mean? Getting all the attention from, you know, sports, ESPN, and all the other big wigs out there, and Jim Harbaugh is getting all the headlines, and I don't think they like that. Yeah, and I think, and you talked about uh, a little bit last time where it's just like the the envy, the jealousy, and everything that Jim Harbaugh is getting so much attention when he still has yet to accomplish what he wants to, 
and uh, people like Pete Feinbaum see Nick Saban as the best coach or the SEC having the best coaches, and they're getting put off on the side because Jim Harbaugh is taking over the media. And so, like you said, that jealousy or envy or however you want to say it. And I think that's true. And there might even another part that might add to it is Jim Harbaugh's success in the NFL. Yep. Uh, And so, like, people just being taking that into effect, which I don't – I mean, people are going to be like, yeah, well, he was six years coaching Power Five, but you, what about him in the NFL? Yeah, that's coaching, but that's – in the NFL, which is completely different from college. And it doesn't really help you build up anything in college. And and like, you're missing out on those years. It's not like you're going to accomplish something like you can't win a college football national championship when you're coaching in the NFL. (laughs) So yeah, you're missing like what, three, three years out of that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and that's a great, great point. Is saying you're you're saying you know we don't know what uh, Jim Harbaugh would have done if he didn't coach the NFL if he was still here, you know what could if he didn't leave Stanford, you know I would say Stanford would be doing very very well. Yeah. So. And, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's just yeah. I was just saying you know we we're talking about there's a lapse time of Jim going to the NFL and having very success uh, successful there with the 49ers and then doing really well and then coming back. So, you know, he's, he's getting his feet wet back, you know, with college football He's getting his, you know, he's getting back into it. So he, 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 you know, when you're, when you go from the NFL, the transition from NFL to college, it's tough because, you know, you're not dealing with a lot of high paid players, you know, as much as you do in the NFL and him coming in and doing what he did. We're talking about what he's at 70s, seven percent uh winning record here at michigan and that's pretty dang well done for his first year with a bunch of guys that that weren't his and a bunch of guys that he's transferring in he's trying to get in as best as he can trying to win and he still doesn't even have his recruits in yeah so there's yeah i mean you make some great points too it's just you do yeah, well, like comparing it to the other people and everything, like he is, he's not doing bad. So that's just the thing that's annoying. It's because everybody, all the this media and everything gets on him, and it's just like, oh, he's talking big game, or he's got, he's always talking, 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 but he's not accomplished anything. And, and it's just like he's not out there guaranteeing championships. Yes, he's in the media all the time because it's his personality, and people are drawn to it. But I mean, the other thing too that you can look at. Um, obviously like winning percentage doesn't tell you a whole lot, but I mean, it is a relatively even comparison. Urban Meyer is the one who's like taking things by storm. And honestly with him only, uh, cause there was the correction. I can't remember if I mentioned it on the show or not, or if I mentioned it just to you, Craig, before we start recording, his numbers were a little bit off because I counted Utah as his part of his coaching experience in the power five but when he coached at utah they were still in the mountain west so that changed his numbers a little bit um but so with uh with looking at things though too it's just like winning percentage okay that that can tell you so much but then also too, look at how many conference championships they have we talked about national championships urban meyer in his first six years had two national championships no other one right. 
Antonio, Saban, nobody had any championships in their first six years. And he did. He was very, very successful at uh, Bowling Green State. Yeah. Very. And so, he, I mean, I, if you really look at it in a way, but you, you, I like the comparison you made. I like the comparison you talked about with Tom Brady on this is, yeah, Nick Saban right now has the hardware, correct? Mm-hmm. He's got the hardware. He's done. He's been extremely he'll go down as probably the best you know the the best college football coach of all time he will and that's understandable and he deserves it but if you but you're right if you look at urban meyer and what he's done in his coaching career it's like the only time that he was you know (laughs) maybe was at bowling green but that was at we're talking 74 percent a winning percentage that's crazy good too and the rest is all above 80s yeah his worst his worst year in power five was 2010 in florida and he had an an eight and five season right and that's his worst record and that's where i'm like that's where i kind of say okay you know what if you're gonna make comparison then why isn't feinbaum going after him you know or talking about you know what's urban meyer doing i then it just it has to be like you said it's got to be the intention that Jim Harbaugh is getting no matter what you know that um the Michigan fans have just we we dope on the guy obviously and what he can do for our program and he gets all the attention from all the media outlets and and obviously he's getting attention for a show and I just think that the fight between maybe Harbaugh and Michigan fans and and Feinbaum and uh, you know and that and that fan base is heated, and I think it does great for his ratings, if you ask me. Yeah, most likely. So, But uh, to share the information, too, here real quick, because then people people do look at championships. Then. Even if it's a conference championship, they, they measure yeah. things a lot by that. And so in the first six years, uh, stand, stands out for Urban Meyer because the two, year, uh, two years winning national championship, two years of conference uh champions uh, for his first six years go ahead and move to Mark D'Antonio in his first uh, six years just double checking yeah he had one uh, conference title in his first year and then we go to Nick Saban and his first six years so that's five at Michigan State and one at LSU he had zero conference titles yeah and he had uh, at Michigan State, he had zero uh, bowl wins, yeah, out of three. So, you know, he didn't <laughs> he didn't win any bowl games at Michigan State. So, but um, yeah. So then, comparing it to Jim Harbaugh's numbers in the Power Five, he doesn't have a conference title yet. So it's just like, yeah, it doesn't look good, and yeah, people are talking about it, but it's just like, dude, Nick Saban in his first six years didn't have a conference title, right? So, yeah. I mean, uh, D'Antonio had one and Urban Meyer has two. So it's not it, – and, again, like this is not coming out and being like, oh, Jim Harbaugh is better than everybody else or just this proves Jim Harbaugh is better. It's just saying no. It's just like why is Jim Harbaugh – the bar for Jim Harbaugh is set like 20 feet above what the bar was set for Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, and Mark D'Antonio. Right. Is it because, you know, also that maybe, you know, all the college football, most of the college football programs and the NFL were clamoring to get Jim Harbaugh on their team to coach for them? I mean, 
everybody wanted him. Yeah. They were all, <laughs> well, this is where it becomes interesting is you probably would have, I would say, well, everybody would want Nick Saban to coach their team. I don't think any program would not want that. Even Michigan would, but, um, but not any NFL would say, boy, we got to have Nick Saban coach our team. And Jim Harbaugh has a luxury of saying, I've got college football programs that would love to have me and NFL that would love to have me because I was successful with both. And that, that's the difference between Urban Meyer, Jim Harbaugh, and Nick Saban, and Coach D'Antonio is Jim Harbaugh has done that in the NFL. He's very successful. He could have went and he could really go anywhere he wanted to. There's only a handful that he couldn't, but um, that's pretty that's saying a lot. And I think that just rakes on them that, you know, he's successful on both facets of football on the NFL level and the college level. And I think that just drives them nuts. And maybe in a way they just think that Harbaugh was overhyped when he got here. And I'm like, but you, we don't have a sample yet of what he can do. You know, you're looking at his coaching record and it's just like, there still isn't a lot of sample here. There's like, well, he's got, four years at Stanford and he's only got two years at Michigan. So, and it's still relatively small. And you look at the bowl games, he's won. He's what? One and one. He's, he's at 500 at Stanford, one and one, and he's one and one at, at Michigan. So he doesn't really have much of a sample size yet. I mean, compared to the other coaches, he's not even close. So you, he almost needs like, another three or four years to get to figure out what he's going to do and figure out where we can judge him on what, how successful he is. Yeah. And he's barely got half of what D'Antonio has coaching years. And he's got, he doesn't have half of Urban Meyer and he's way behind Nick Saban. So yeah, I mean, even somebody said, it's just like, I don't think that it's a great comparison until um, Jim Harbaugh has as many coaching years as Nick's, Nick Saban does, which is a fair point. And that's, that's yep. the main purpose of it. It's just like everyone's com- looking at Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, Mark D'Antonio, and Jim Harbaugh. Now, what are they doing? What are they accomplishing now? And it's just like, right. it doesn't make sense. And especially too, because um, they've Mark D'Antonio, Urban Meyer, and Nick Saban are established at their programs. Jim Harbaugh is just getting started off. Like you just said, Year three and year four should be a lot better insight into things, but uh, but then people can argue too that Urban Meyer had a lot faster success at Florida. Everything is a little different situation, but the one thing that you can't um, deny is that Harbaugh has not been coaching as long as some of these other guys. So it's just like take a chill pill, people. He's still early on in his college career, and if it goes as long as. Uh, Sabins does, then I think he'll have a lot more accomplishments than you see right. at this point. So, well, I mean, do you think, like, yeah, you, do you think that this is all because if you look at, you take the second year of, say, like Nick Saban at Alabama, 12 and 2, okay, great record. I mean, start at your second year, can eliminate his first year was at 7 and 6 which wasn't good. And then next, the next year he takes him to 12 and two, which is pretty amazing. And Harbaugh takes him at 10 and three, which is similar to his first year. And then you got urban Meyer takes 
you know, Ohio State, they're 12 and 2 on his second year. And I'm wondering, are, are they doing the comparison between the second years of the program? And that, yeah, they, you know, you do have Nick Saban and Urban Meyer beating out Jim Harbaugh there, but not by much, though. It's only by what, one win? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, it's, it's strange. I'm like, you, you're only going by one loss. You know, yeah, he's got three losses and the rest have two. Okay. <laughs> and that's why I'm trying to figure out where they're trying to say he needs to win right, right away is because the rest of the guys have won in their second year and Jim Harbaugh hasn't. Yeah, the only thing I can see it, uh, that can be really compared with uh, Urban Meyer and Saban is rivalry wins, and um, Urban Meyer came through and you know beat Michigan like that was really hard with having Hoke there and everything. But then uh, Nick Saban um, lost some games against LSU, Florida, and Auburn. But then usually if he lost the first year, he won the second year, or he won the first year and lost the second year or something like that. So I think a, a big blemish that some people are throwing at him is the fact that he lost to a really f- good coach with a really good program, Urban Meyer, two years in a row. So, But then the loss this year, I mean, come on. That was yeah. ridic- a ridiculous game. And so that was, that was anybody's game at the end of it. So, but... Yeah, so that that whole conversation was kind of fed off of last week, and mainly the the update of the comparison of conference titles in the first six years, but then also the corrections of me messing up how long Jim Harbaugh has been coaching. So yes, three years, not four years. Um, he's going into his third year, not his fourth year at Michigan, and he has only coached a total of six years, not seven years. Are the main updates, and then. All that good stuff. So I think uh, that kind of wraps up that part. Did you have anything else to add to that before we kind of uh, move along? Or No, I mean, I think that his record shows that every program he's taken that uh, Jim Harbaugh's done has started off being kind of a dumpster fire in the, in the beginning. And it has grown. You take Stanford 4 and 8, what a dumpster fire, man. <laughs> And he's brought them every year that jumps jumps up a percentage, like from three, uh, three percent winage win winage. <laughs> winage. Winage. Is that a new word, man? I don't know. That, make that a new word or something. Winage. Winage. The most winage program in college <laughs> football history. Winage. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, in the Urban Dictionary, it's got to be there. <laughs> Somebody uh, said it sometime. I'm sure. <laughs> There you go, man. Winage. All right. Uh, five and seven. Next, the year after that, eight and five, and then 12 and one at Stanford. I mean, that's growth. That's just sickening growth. I mean, you jump from that to 12 and one. And, and yeah, Michigan's 10 and three and 10 and three. Yeah. But he's going to get growth here once he, like I said, gets his guys, trains his guys. And I really believe. He really does not have, similar to when he had Andrew Luck, you're talking about years where he had Andrew Luck there, that he needs, in a way, the coach really does need the quarterback of his choice, right? That he can prep prime from the very beginning and mentor and get them going. And when you have Rudock, who did a very good job transferring in here and did excellent job of what he could have, 
And then you take Spate, who's um, from Hulk era, that Spate wasn't even, what, what was he down at the third or fourth string on that team? Um, and using him as your number one guy. And I just still think, you know, and obviously, like I said before to you, is, you know, my I'm still a little bit on the fence with Spate just because of what, I, you know, what I've seen on the field so far. But, you know, hopefully coaching makes him better. But uh, I just don't think he has his guy. So, you know, and I'm like, you know, he got I, – I think, like, Feinbaum just needs to look at it and say, hey, you know what? I don't think he's looking at a perspective level that we think he should. Like, look, he doesn't even have his quarterback yet. Let's wait till he gets that and gets his guys in place, all the guys he recruited, and then we can take a nice dose of how he's doing. And they haven't even done that yet. He's still working and working this out and getting the guys he wants, and it's going to be a great class. we got a great class. And once he does, I think we can actually kind of look at it four three to four years from now and say you know what it's not working it is working he's doing really well yeah yep time will tell that's for sure so that is for sure uh we will go ahead and keep things kind of moving right along uh because there has been something that came out today tuesday um pertaining with michigan football that we wanted to kind of mention and uh, throw here in this episode before we sign things off. But uh, Michigan has announced that tight end Devin Asiasi is indeed transferring. I know a lot of people had heard about that. We had heard about it for a while. Uh, it was not confirmed. Now it is confirmed. Harbaugh even came out and talked about it. Uh, there was not a lot said on the reasons why, but Craig, I know that you had heard some, well, we had heard some things, but you, uh, I think had heard before I did about a few of the things that might've been going on. Yeah. I, um, you know, the new, obviously it's not, you know, new news to us cause we knew there were, you know, rumblings, but you know, the rumors, but, uh, kind of knew you and I kind of knew that that was going to be the case. And, you know, the thing is, is Devin Asiasi is just a fantastic player, fantastic tight end. Just one of, I think, probably one of the most talented tight ends we probably could have get here since Jake Butt. But he would have, he's going to be really, really missed. Um, to, you know, and to see him play for another team and do well is going to be disheartening for Michigan fans because I think he could have been great here. But, uh, uh, I had the pleasure, obviously, of sitting next to um, uh, Devin's uh, mother, and um, she was uh, wonderful uh, to sit next to. Um, the thing is, is I think um, I think that he's very, very close with his family, and you know, when I was able to talk to, with his mother, um, their family's very close. Um, and I think it might be down to, you know, I know they're a little bit tight-lipped about it, but uh, um, I think it might be, you know, maybe there's a, you know, a, a sick relative or something like that. They can't confirm that, but uh, that might be the case. But, um, you know, it might be him just wishing, you know, that he misses home. That That's because, you know, they're so close. And, uh, and, I, and I think that's great. I think, you know, if you get a family that you're so close to and then you, you kind of homesick or maybe he does have a sick relative he wants to get close to that they're very ill that you know maybe he needs to be there for him 
I wish him the best of luck for that, man. And you can't, you got to put football aside and think about that, the bigger picture here. And he, I think he's just got a good head on his shoulders. I heard, you know, he's, the teammates love him. I heard he's just, he fit in really, really well here with our program. And, you know, he's more of a blocking tight end at the time. And he only had like 18 yards catching and one touchdown, but uh, a great contributor contributor to the game um and i think he was one of the guys that were going to come out that we actually thought you and i thought you know he would really push to be one of the starters uh, uh, with wheatley and uh, some of the others but um yeah we wish him luck and um it's sad to see him go so yeah it's a bummer um and definitely do wish him the best and hopefully things are okay and everything and we'll see where he winds up uh, it was asked of Harbaugh if family reasons were part of the contributing factors, but uh, Harbaugh didn't uh, give in to anything of the reasons why. And uh, the thing that I was impressed with that I didn't really catch on was that um, he actually played in every single game. Yeah, well, 13, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and yeah, he did good, and he was definitely looking like he was going to do well moving forward, so... Uh, he's probably going to do well wherever he winds up. But, yeah, that is confirmed that that is happening. And Yeah, I have a picture on Twitter of um, Devin's mom, Ma- Malia. Uh, that's, that was her name. She was awesome to sit next to. But uh, Devin just uh, liked that picture of her and I and just wished him the best of luck. So I appreciate that. Devin for the like on that and we wish you luck man yeah yeah for sure and uh things like that will happen so uh we'll be watching that moving forward but wanted to mention that uh, I do have another one though I'm gonna cut you off right there what our good friend I think I know what you're talking about because I saw it too yeah our good friend um Chase Lassiter who we interviewed it, man didn't we not have a great time interviewing that guy yeah he was great to talk to he, he was great just ex- excellent man he was a fantastic football player he's one of the recruits i wanted to see the most just because i got to watch a lot of film on him and man he the guy just plays all out 110 percent, and he's just a fantastic guy and uh, obviously it didn't work out for him being at michigan um which was kind of kind of sucks but uh he uh, he's now committed to uh, Florida Atlantic, I believe. Yeah, Florida Atlantic uh, University football. So um, uh, that's a great commitment, and we wish him luck. And that's uh, fantastic news for him, and it'll be cool. I'm gonna try to watch some FAU football now. Now that he's there, and see how he does. So yeah, I think he'll probably do really well. Yeah, I did see that. So. Yeah, definitely uh, watch him and see how well he does. If uh, people should probably remember him from uh, earlier, well, not earlier in this year, from last year and everything. So, yeah, a bit going on and everything. Just kind of an update uh, episode here with a few things. We will be getting to review in 2016. Actually, something I will mention uh, that we will probably have to bring up with review in 2016 is I came across papers that actually I put down my guess, estimates, whatever, predictions. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Predictions 
on the records for all the teams in the Big Ten. Mm. Wow. So I will be interested to uh, compare those because I'm, like, looking at them right off the bat. And... Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. That will be included whenever you do that. A uh, couple things to mention before we kind of wrap everything up, though. Um uh, the we talked about the Facebook group before and everything, and it's not really being run by the Blue Network and all that. Somebody sent me a Facebook message asking me about the uh, admin and everything on that. I don't know what's wrong with Facebook, but I've been losing messages all over the place. Like, I don't delete them, but they're lost. Somebody asked me about it at one point, and... I don't know what's going on with the admin. I'm honestly not sure if I still have admin capabilities or not. Um, I feel like I have not been getting the notifications like I have been previously, so I'm kind of questioning if I still have the capabilities or not. You'd be okay of getting people in there. Yeah, I I don't know. I I haven't gotten them either. Yeah, so I don't know if people are just not putting in requests or... Uh, we'll try looking into it, too, because I'm not sure exactly who's overseeing everything with that. But just to let whoever sent me a message, I was not ignoring. I don't know what happened in the message. Uh, we'll try to look into the admin stuff. Things w- have been really busy with different things. So then the Facebook group kind of like floated on uh, on its own. So we'll kind of look back into that just to make sure that's running okay. So Yeah, somebody else asked me about that, and I'm like, hey, you know. Yeah, we stepped away from it, but, uh, you know, they, it was funny because they said, well, we still need somebody to monitor what's going on on there. And I went, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I think you and I were, are kind of at that point where we were just like, it's just, it's a bigger task than we thought it would be. And it's a bigger, it's almost like a 24 seven thing to do. <laughs> keep up with Facebook in a way and what everybody's saying and making sure, you know, you, you know, we don't want to be a parent, but, and preach on, you know, and keep people in line. But it was, it was just too much for us to kind of do this show, do other things, get our hands in other things and then do that. So, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, We'll be seeing with maybe some things tweaking with that, but I just want to let people know that they were not getting ignored. And I think that wraps it up. Is there anything else we were going to mention? No. Nope. I think that was it. Nope. I think that's about it. Okay. Yeah, that's another week. Get back yeah, on appreciate track. all the appreciate all the Twitter. What's going on on there? It's good. Good to see people are really involved in that. Uh, and uh, I like everybody that's just constantly commenting and, and giving us feedback. Oh, thank you so much for uh, the fan, the people that are listening to the show, our fans who, uh, you know, instant message us or message us uh, directly. Keep doing that. That's great. If we messed up, let us know. Um, I had a couple guys say, hey, you messed up on here. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Hey, we're not we're not beyond messing up. We, you know, we're just two guys that, you know, we like football and we try to get it right. But sometimes we don't. But uh, anytime you can give us feedback on what we did right and what we did wrong and what you want to see, we're more than happy to listen to them and get them on the show and do what we can. So, yeah, if we if this was more of a job or in any form of job. I 
probably hold us to a higher standard of accuracy in the information, instant accuracy or uh, accuracy when we report something. But since sometimes there are those weeks where we are scrambling to make sure that ends meet with this, there's going to be a chance that information gets a little jostled kind of like last week. So, But, yes, thank you for the corrections with that because if there is anything wrong that we don't catch, because fortunately I did catch that, I even – uh, told Craig and kind of figured that he had heard it when he was listening to me uh, talk about it and everything, but kind of caught it when I was reviewing something with last week's episode. So we're more than happy to correct ourselves with information that anybody presents us. So, but yeah, I think that wraps it up. So mm-hmm. that's another week. Uh, I think then, unless something happens, next week will probably be. Oh, well, so much could happen. I know so much can always happen, especially when it's Michigan football and Jim Harbaugh. But I do think that we'll uh, do the 2016 review. Maybe fingers crossed. It's been a couple of weeks since we said we were going to do that. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. We hope that you guys have a good week because this episode should be coming out Wednesday. So enjoy the week weekend. We'll be here before, you know, it, hopefully, and we'll finish things off with go blue. Go blue.